Today's School PR Drive Time is brought to you by Rhodes Branding. Welcome to another episode of School PR Drive Time, a podcast produced by NCSPRA. I'm Stacia Harris, a member of the NCSPRA media team, and I'm the Director of Communications for Buncombe County Schools. And my co-host today is our Executive Director, Ellen Boyd. Hi, Ellen. Yes, thanks, Stacia. It is always a pleasure to be with you on this podcast. In today's episode, we will hear from Superintendent Jason Manuel. He's the superintendent of the Germantown Municipal School District in Tennessee. And we're also joined by Kate Crowder, the communications supervisor for Germantown Municipal School District. Mr. Manuel was selected as the recipient of the ENSPRA 2023 Communication Technology Award for superintendents. Yes, this award presented by ENSPRA recognizes one district leader annually for leadership in redefining, upgrading, and integrating cutting-edge communication technology to improve and expand outreach and engagement with internal and external education stakeholders. Today, we want to learn more about these efforts, their effectiveness, and how they can be duplicated in other school systems. We have lots to share today. Let's start the show. Hello, Superintendent Manuel and Kate. First, let's have each of you introduce yourselves. Sure. My name is Jason Manuel, and I am the superintendent of Germantown Municipal Schools. And I'm Kate Crowder. I am the communications supervisor also here in Germantown Municipal School District. Excellent. And let's each of you also tell us a little bit more about your professional background. And Superintendent, we'll start with you. Sure. So I started as a lot of superintendents uh, do. I started in the classroom. I taught uh, sciences. So I taught biology, horticulture, environmental science, ecology. I moved into administration as an assistant principal at Houston High School, which is in our district, then became a principal of a middle school, uh, which is a different animal from high school students, uh, and then stepped into my role as a superintendent of our school system. And this is my 10th year of being the superintendent of Germantown Municipal Schools. And I am um, very much like Superintendent Manuel, started in the classroom as well. Um, fun fact, he uh, his children uh, who have moved on from the district and are doing awesome things, they were actually in my fourth grade class. So um, that, is, that is how we met. Um, also, though, outside of school, um, I was the, the theater teacher um, for a few schools. Um, and in addition to that, I moonlit as a freelance reporter and photographer, um, did some work as a spokesperson for the Memphis Music Initiative, because I'm also really passionate about music. So, um, yeah, I have, a, I have a weird background to school communications, but don't we all? We do. We call that unique. It's a unique background. <laughs> So first of all, let's. Uh, I'd like to congratulate both of you for your award being a 2023 Communication Technology Award for superintendents through NSPRA. So I do want to start broadly. If Superintendent Manuel, we start with you. Walk us through your overall philosophy on communication and how you leverage <clears throat> technology to achieve those great outcomes. Sure. So that's a very uh, detailed question, but you kind of have to know our history as a district. So we were part of a, a broader, bigger system, Shelby County School System, and it broke apart into smaller systems. And so our district became a municipal school system, so we represent students that live within our city. So we're different because we were creating ourselves and evolving as a smaller district. So we went from a, a district with uh, hundreds of thousands of students to a district with 6,000 students, a smaller district. And so 
part of our challenge, and so this is our 10th year as being a school district, was really creating um, what are we going to um, set as our vision, our expectations, and how are we going to meet our stakeholders' expectations for what a school district is going to be? And it wasn't going to be the same as, as it was before. Um, I think the, the challenge for us was as we moved into the smaller district, the expectation of real-time interactive responses, communication from all levels of administration and school personnel was expected. That was something that our parents thought uh, they wanted and they wanted to see in our school system. And as you know, th that's very challenging to run the school system, do all the things, but at the same time, be very quick and very responsive and, and make sure that we're gathering feedback. So um, we had to really define ourselves. So where am I now versus where I'm started is, is a long road. We've, we've really grown a lot. Um, I think my philosophy is that we always want to be telling the story of the district. And I know you've heard this before, that if you're not telling your story, someone else is. So we've got to highlight those things uh, that we are doing incredibly well in our district. The, the second part uh, is also, too, because we are a very um, unique district and a small district, we have to be able to engage our stakeholders in meaningful ways. So anytime that we are rolling out a new initiative or a program, we have to make sure that we are engaging them in very detailed, meaningful ways. And the only way that you can do that is through using two-way communication and, and technology. Uh, so, Ms. Crowder, I don't know if you want to follow up on uh, how you do that. I, I think the blessing that we've had is we realized early on that organizations like INSPRA and TINSPRA really help grow uh, communication staff and, and personnel. And Ms. Crowder jumped in with two feet and took on leadership roles in those organizations. Uh, but she grew and she was bringing back products and init initiatives to us to say, this is going to help uh, solve our challenges. So, Ms. Crowder, you want to talk a little bit about what you have found? Oh, yeah, sure. So, um, he is write about all the things the, the last 10 years has gone by in in the blink of an eye and i feel like from day one to now we've just learned so many lessons so we've lived through a lot of things we've we've done school start time changes so you know how are we going to afford the buses and then it was very divisive in the community we've had a we've dealt with a bullying crisis we've dealt with rezoning we've We've dealt with, you know, all the things that you deal with in school PR. Um, and it was through really devoting ourselves as, as as students, really, to to the whole idea of um of RPI and what does community engagement look like. So we are pretty faithful to those things. Um, we use that process also for a strategic plan. And so everything that we do is very intentional um, and it's it's very strategic. So while we are telling the positive stories, and I think that maybe when Mr. Manuel originally hired me about six months into the creation of the district or created this position um, for that reason, um, it's really developed into something much larger than just telling the positive stories. It's telling those positive stories with intention. And so um, I think he hit everything else about what our philosophy is for communication, just like, just, just great, which is why he's so good to work for as a superintendent. Most people that work in this job would be very jealous. Um, not only is does he have a mind for why strategic communications is important and why it's important, you know, um, to to have a focus on on these two way communications and the engagements, but um, he's also just delightful um, to work for. He's he's a ton of fun, and and hopefully we'll get into that a little bit of that in the PR pod this podcast too. Like what makes him so fun to work for? <laughs> well, 
I want, I'm glad you said that. I want to piggyback just a little bit and talk about the working relationship that you two have and, and how that, how are things divided between the superintendent and the communications department? Talk a little bit about that. Uh, it's hard because I would say there's really not a division. Um, we we are doing things so many times that are hand in hand, and you have to realize that um, a lot of times we're reviewing documents, we're creating things together. Um, it, it's funny because when we send out any newsletter, any communication that's going out, in a way, it's not it's not just me that's sending out the communication. It's our whole communications team. Uh, it's it's a voice. It's coming from it's a district voice. I may be the figurehead. I may be the one that's, you know, my signature's on that letter, but that's a created um form of communication that we have. So we're always uh partnering to make sure that we're working together. But specific ways. Um, one of the things that we have really evolved over the years, we create a year-long theme. And so it takes a lot of brainstorming to come up with what is that theme going to be. And we try to relate to social media or things that are out in multimedia, it may be movies, it may be songs. Uh, and we take that theme and we carry it through the year. Uh, and so it takes both of us brainstorming, hey, what are, what are we going to connect to? And then there are times where I may come up with an original idea. So one year we were doing the neighborhood theme. I, I'd seen the Mr. Rogers documentary on Won't You Be My Neighbor? And the next thing I know by working with Ms. Crowder, my communications team, all of a sudden I'm in a full Mr. Rogers set wearing the sweater and everything. So I wasn't just mis mentioning him in a speech. I had to become Mr. Rogers as part of that that theme. So uh, that's part of how they raised the level of our uh, communication. Uh, but we use that theme with our staff, with our community, and then we push out uh, weekly news video newsletters uh, that go out to all of our stakeholders, uh, and we push that out to them. And then that also shares our forms of two way communication. So um, that's just the way they they raise the level. They 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 bump me up in in what I do. Ms. Carter, I don't know what else you want to say. How do we how do we work together and partner together? Well, I I, I like to think that 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 we we have a good working um, relationship that's sort of built on trust. Um, I think that when you do have that trust foundation between a superintendent and a communications person that um, we can work a lot faster and a lot more efficiently. So, um, you know, there may be times because his world moves really fast, kind of like mine does, too, um, where we are writing scripts and then he is reading them sort of like real time. Um, but then likewise, you know, we have a really easy relationship where he can tell me when something's not working for him, you know? Um, and, you know, I think that flexibility gives us sort of an agility where we could make a quick brochure. Um, and I feel like I feel empowered. I know what probably needs to go in that brochure because he keeps me in on the conversations. And so that is pretty valuable. Um, if you are a communications person to work on that relationship with your superintendent, um, knowledge and access can help you to accomplish uh, about 80% more in a day than than feeling like you're in the dark about anything. And he is great about shining a light on all the things that are going on in the district that that could possibly affect my world. I like to say that there are not a lot of surprises um, for me. Now, I don't know confidential information and I'm like glad to not know that. So he protects me from having to know things that are not gonna be necessary for me to know. Um, but for the most part, you know, I feel like I'm I'm invited in on those ground floor conversations about new initiatives or things that that are going to require any sort of a communications plan or planning. And um, kudos to him for doing that, because um, it surely makes my day and my work better and more effective. 
Uh, I think also for superintendents, uh, a challenge too is to make sure that you're really listening to the, your communication staff because there are times, as everyone knows, in times of crisis, when you're having struggles, that my first response is, no, um, we are not going to do this. We're going to turtle up and here's what we're going to do. Um, and then there are times that she knows to to say, come back and say, hold on, here, here's a way that we could share this um, and, and make sure that we're being transparent. Um, so you have you have to be open and understand um, how you have that ebb and flow. And you've got to be brave. Yeah. Um, on, on our part too, because, you know, first of all, he's a huge mentor for me. Um, always has been probably always will be, but, um, you know, it's scary to be that voice of dissent. Sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're competing with really meaningful and valuable voices that are also on that leadership team. Um, but there does need to be that person with that lens, um, in those, in those crisis situations. And you have to feel empowered to speak up and and sort of yep. if you see the train going off the cliff. You've got to be able to say, whoa, pump the brakes. Yeah. <laughs> so excellent. So I, I, I want to go back because I think this is a, a fascinating part of your story is essentially you guys got to start from scratch in a lot of ways in your yep. philosophy and building a culture around communication, which is unique because a lot of times a superintendent or a comms director, you're really inheriting a lot from perhaps decades and decades of sort of habits and and procedures and whatnot. Talk to me just a little bit about, or I guess if you agree with this, is there a certain amount of freedom and maybe a little, a little scary at times, but a certain amount of freedom of being able to sort of have your own Lego set and you're just building it from the ground up and in the way that you feel will serve your community? Oh, yes. Uh, that That is one of the incredible things that that we do. So like I said, who who gets to be in a Mr. Rogers set, wearing a sweater and singing the song and tying on my shoes. And um, this year we did a Beatles theme and we did three, 3D projection mapping um, during the presentation. We we're doing songs. Who gets to create something really special like that? Uh, so there is, there's this, this fun, uh, creative component of, of what we do and how we share that. Um, but we use that to fit into, you know, like standard models of how we're going to get uh, two-way communication. But it does. It allows us to do so- something completely different. But it allows us to make mistakes, too. And so, you know, that's one of those things. You've got to take those risks of what we're doing. I think when we first started, um, we didn't have a good idea of how to a- engage the community through some of these challenges. Uh, in our first nine years, we had to rezone twice all of our schools. And as you know, that is a huge challenge for school districts. So. Um, people aren't always going to agree with what school they're going to wind up going to, but you want them to understand the the rationale, the logic behind how things were created and provide feedback. So we really debate, uh, created our own system uh, for, for how to do that. So combinations of town halls, uh, social media, uh, you know, online programs. So we've done a lot of different things, but yes, creativity is fun. Yeah, I like coloring outside of the lines. And so this made this a, a really good and exciting job for me. I think another fun thing that um, he and I have gotten to do together is to build a team. So um, and we haven't talked a lot. I'm not a one person shop, which you would think with only 6,000 students that maybe I am. Um, but Mr. Manuel really sees the value in communications. And so, um, you know, using creative means, maybe coloring outside of the lines a little bit, um, I now have a full team. So I have a videographer. Um, we have another gentleman that uh, that helps us more with, uh, with fixtures and sort of like IT to the software person. Um, and then I have a webmaster and a communicator 
that doubles as a communication specialist. And those were all existing positions within the budget, within the district. He just uh, sort of rebranded them um, and then put them into a department for me. So um, we have a, a weekly meeting and we can go over all the things because our um, strategic plan, which I hope we'll get into in a minute, is just multifaceted and it is so much work and it's great work, but it's it's so much work. Um, and, you know, again, having brave conversations, I did have to come to him, you know, for example, it said in there that on year three, I was going to make a magazine, you know, and I love he's very confident in me. And he was like, you can do that. And I'm like, mm-hmm, I could. But I'm not sure when, um, in addition to all of that, we were doing a lot of great things that have value and meaning. Um, and so, you know, we we really looked at the structure here of the staffing and he came up with this awesome solution for us. And so now I have someone that handles our district app and she's handling the website and she's handling athletics exclusively. And so that is a huge, um, I'm able to go home to my family more nights a week. And, you know, I think um, that is wonderful that he saw the value in what I was doing and we didn't have to add any positions. So it wasn't like a big fancy thing where he's, you know, bought this giant communications team, but, you know, we're just thinking of, of what we have and how to use it in a smarter way. And I, I also think too, for us, we've been able to expand uh, this model to each of our schools in our district. So because we both come from the teaching background, one of the things we always talk about is I do, we do, you do. So you know, when we think about instruction, we're doing it first, then we're partnering with somebody, showing them how to do it, and then we turn over the reins to them to let them carry that on, uh, carry that vision on to their schools. So we've done that with all of our school teams. So um, because we film a video message and I send that out to all of our stakeholders and people who don't have children in our schools, they can sign up for it too uh, within our community. Uh, but that also is attached to the newsletter that also gives them information and we have highlights for the district. Now our schools have taken that and we were able to provide stipend positions at each of our schools uh, where we have social media managers and we have people who are doing that. And the principals are now, uh, we've invested and created TV studios at each of their schools. And so they're also filming these weekly messages and they're using their staff to take the same type of model to push out their uh, local school messages. So it's just been neat to see that grow with very small investment as far as financially, as far as the stipends for people to do this. But it's even more uh, getting that message out to our stakeholders. And so maybe breaking that down even a little bit further, um, we have funded those little mini TV studios with our PEG funds. So we also operate the, the local, you know, cable access channel in our community. Um, and we found that we did have some money left over each year with those funds. And that's what we've been doing with it. So hmm. what's great is not only... Um, has he modeled the way what it is to lead um, a building or a space, in his case, the district? And so the principals really are making amazing content in their little satellite TV studios with pretty good equipment. But they're involving the students in on making those, too. And we are making like mini sports broadcasters and weathermen. And it's starting at such a young age. And as they matriculate through and they get to the middle schools, their TV studios are even uh, even more industry standard. And by the time they get to the high school, we're hoping to to have a really, really strong journalism department. That'll be like just an after effect. That wasn't even the intention. The intention was to engage with our audiences and to make sure that he's leading the way and that the people in the schools are carrying that out. But more like um, our teams at the schools, it does include a social media manager. So that is not just one person doing all of the posting, but all of the things that we talk about doing or we go out and we solicit people to send us things, 
they are doing that for us at the school level, and then they are managing that on a dashboard. So on every um, every school has its own channels, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, et cetera. And so they each have their own whole team um, that is supplying content for that. And all they're doing is organizing it and making sure that it's, it's following guidelines. And once a week, my team sends out an email. So we usually, in that email, give them some professional development that is like a very quick hitting five to six minute, like, did you know you could bulk create in Canva? Or are you using chat G, uh, G, GPT yet to write your social media, uh, you know, mm-hmm. your posts? And we'll do those quick hitting things. And then we also set accountability measures for them. So, and that's fun too. We track. So uh, we don't just give stipends. We're also tracking and celebrating the work. So Mr. Manuel in his office, he has a TV screen that plays all of the things that our social media managers out in the school are posting. Um, So he's like watching that in real time. And then, you know, we'll go in and sort of reward people so that they know that we're watching. And, and, and my team, we provide each week like an analytic report to the schools and the principals in on that too, so that they can see how they're performing. Um, Because that is something that we've, you know, decided as a district that social media happens to be important um, for us, for this community specifically, um, according to our plan. Do you want to talk any more about social media, sir, before I move on to well, other? Well, I, I think it's important to know that our board's also involved in this, and, th- and that's my employer. So when you're thinking about any superintendent mm-hmm. in their role, um, we create a monthly uh, magazine for our school board so that they're the most educated school board, and our cabinet helps create that content with Ms. Crowder and her team, uh, and we share that with the board. Well, a, a component of that is our analytics around our social media, and so we see how we're growing. We see the number of impressions. And our board is following along with us, so they see the value of investing uh, in these programs. So it's really important. So not only are we doing all these things, but we're tracking it. So um, it's just really special to see. And and we every year uh, uh, we do an annual report too, where we highlight the whole year's growth that we have on all these uh, venues. So and we run like silly contests. So we, you know, like once a month, it'll be like, what was the one post of the month by someone that's not me or my team that's doing it full time. And so that we're really celebrating that we'll share that out. We'll bring them a Starbucks coffee, just like silly little things. Um, socks. Yeah. Oh, socks. Silly school socks. I'm like, I'm really big on swag. Um, so you know, I, we have a lot of fun uh, with those positions. And we do a similar a similar thing with our webmasters at the school level as well. They get training once a week that is on demand and short snippets. So it's not a long time commitment. And we focus instead on what is the expectation. So we might say in the month of October, for example, we're focusing on what does the page look like for school tours? So if a parent wants to come take a tour of a school, um, how are they signing up? What does that look like? So that's actually the focus for next month. Um, you know, we've had focuses where I think this month it was clubs page. And so that sounds really silly, but like, it's good for them not to just think, do the website, make it better. Like that doesn't ever end well. Right. So it's gotta be, this is very specific. So, and here are some examples of other districts across the country. that are doing a great, a great, great work in this, on this particular subset, like club pages and how to engage students. And then tell them when we're going to be looking and then reward those that are doing an amazing job. So you know, it's like classroom teaching, but school PR. (laughs) Amazing. And on that note, we do want to pause for a quick break. And after the break, we are going to get into your strategic plan and how your communications support that. So this has been an amazing first half of our conversation. Stay with us, everyone. You're listening to School PR Drive Time. 
Road to Branding was born out of a belief that every student should be proud of where they go to school. When you partner with us, that original belief and vision is kept at the forefront of our work together. First, we dive deep into who you are, who your audience is, what experience you want people to have, and why people should care about your brand. Then we bring your brand to life to give your students the best possible experience. We've been lucky enough to impact thousands of students and educators through our work. If you're ready for a bold transformation, you've come to the right place. Welcome back to School PR Drive Time. We are having a fantastic conversation all about technology and communication and how you can use those things, not only in a way that makes your school district more effective, but that you get to have some fun along the way. So this has been a fabulous conversation so far, and we're continuing it with Jason Manuel and Kate Crowder of the Germantown School District in Tennessee. And you guys won one of Enspra's biggest awards um, be, and part of it was because of your focus on strategic communication and how it ties in um, to the district strategic plan. So talk to us a little bit about how you guys connected communications and your strategic plan. Sure. And I'll, I'll kick us off and get us started. So um, like I said earlier, we are a baby district. So this is our 10th year. And so we do have a five-year strategic plan that we created as a district. And so the first five years, we were really defining who we are. Um, and we had a strategic plan, <clears throat> but it really didn't have a communication focus like it did. So when we created this new one, and we're in our fourth uh, fourth year of our uh, strategic plan, um, we decided that we needed to make sure that this was going to be one of our focuses. So we do have five uh, overarching goals. And the fifth one of those is called community partnerships. And so in that goal, uh, it focuses all on those partnerships we create in the community with civic organizations, but also the communication with all of our stakeholders. And so we have very specific metrics uh, about how we're going to do that and how we're gonna gather feedback and how we're gonna have two-way dialogues with all of our stakeholders. And so I think that's one of the things that's really helped define us is the specificity in our strategic plan of how we're going to meet those objectives. I would agree. Um, and it, it what's great, too, <clears throat> is that it's sort of got a timeline. So it's not like do all of these things at once. It's a multiple page document, but it really does prescribe not just what I'm doing for school communications, but what is our CTE director doing? What are our school principals responsible for? And something that I love about this district as well, A, when we made the strategic plan, we did use, um, you know, those PR best practices. So it was really crafted by the whole community. I mean, we had focus groups and town halls and just multiple meetings about communication exclusively. And so I really got to hear from parents and students um, and then even niche groups like senior citizens in our town, what they wanted out of the communications from the school district. Um, there were some surprises and some not surprises, but they want a lot, I guess, was the answer. Going back to what he said before, their expectations were very high. Um, and so we work really hard, but we have a good plan, um, you know, so that we're not just working hard for nothing. It does feel like we are doing what the people um, genuinely wanted and what the school board, the school board was really involved in this process too. And so they're always really interested in tracking that. But Mr. Manuel is amazing because on our on our leadership team, including cabinet and principals and other school leaders, we we did not just make this document. It does not sit on a shelf. Um, it is 
in action. Whoops. It is in action every time um, we are meeting or speaking. Um, So we talk about the strategic plan a lot, not even just in communications, but, um, you know, I think that that is good. It really paints a picture about the why. Um, And then the the strategic plan kind of gives us the what and and the when, which is very helpful um, in in planning. So, uh, you know, for example, this year, a big focus is is alumni. And so, you know, we are creating an alumni foundation and my team is helping with that. We are, we created a brand new, like a full scale magazine that's mailing out to everybody in the Memphis area, which is a much, you know, we're a small school district, but we're in a a large market for media and all of those things. Pretty prescriptive on what's going to be a new thing for communications. And then what is a maintenance thing um, that we want? Like social media is always ongoing. Um, It talks about when we're going to do certain PD trainings with staff. So, you know, last year was all about building out those, uh, I'm sorry, two years ago was all about building out those school teams. Last year, the PD plan really focused on our principals. You know, do our principals know public relations best practices? And so the one-on-ones focused on that and developing their internal communication and extra external communication plans. This year, the focus is more on customer service. And so now we're we're really working hard. Um, we're embarking on this cool journey to work with classified staff members, you know, like, are they being developed? Do they understand um, the impact of their work as it relates to customer service or that stakeholder experience? So again, very prescriptive. Um, and, and that is helpful because you could look at a plan like this. Like, I, I don't know if there's a way I could send a link to you so you guys could look through it. It's a great plan. Um, but you might look at it and be like, that is too much. Just know that our communications plan on the backside, it breaks it down by year. So it's not all happening at the same time. Yeah, the answer is yes. Any links that you can get us, we will put in the show notes. So uh, before the break, Kate, you mentioned RPI as part of your process, and I wanted to get into that just a little bit. Um, You know, we're talking about the initiatives that that you guys are rolling out and improving communication. So talk to me a little bit about how you use RPI in practice to make sure that what you guys are doing and all the hard work that you guys are putting into these initiatives is yielding the results that you want. And before we start, uh, define RPI for for us, for for the non-APR folks in the room. Oh, of course. I am so sorry. Yeah, we talk in the slang and education all the time. It's research, uh, planning, implementation, and evaluation, um, which it's it's funny because even before I, I learned about RPI, uh, Mr. Manuel and I just tackling things in the infancy years of the district, he had come up with his own thing. And we actually went and presented it to school boards across the state. And they were like, this is genius. And then at Ensboro, I was like, oh, that's an actual thing. People go to school to learn that. But yes, it does make good sense. Before you make changes, you should stop, really do your homework, you do your research. So um, that could include anything from you know, textbook research, what's what's happening in other districts across the state, build an incredible network of peers for that reason, highly encourage that. Um, and then he really is a good relationship builder as well. So from the superintendent end, it's great to have the superintendent involved in that part of the process. Um, talk to the people that it's going to affect. That could be surveys, it could be focus groups, it could be town halls, um, it could be cold calling people, you know, not being afraid to pick up the phone and ask people how they think or feel, Um, bringing people into events so that you're specifically there to ask them those questions and to find out that information. Um, And then once you have all of that information, then you make a plan. So uh, again, um, 
I think it just makes all the sense in the world. Make a plan uh, moving forward. You communicate that plan. Then you've got the implementation side of things where um, Mr. Manuel, like nobody does events like Mr. Manuel. Nobody. Like there's so much research. Um, I joked in the application. He's like, it's like a combination of working for Michael Scott, but like the friendly version of Michael Scott, not nothing weird. Um, and uh, Willy Wonka, you know, like I could walk in and he would be like, we need an anti-gravity machine today. Um, or I want to 3D project Beatles images. You know, it's, it's, fun, it's a fun challenge, <laughs> a fun challenge. Um, and we do have a lot of fun here, but there, there was, there's a reason behind all of those things. And that's really in the implementation phase when we want everybody to know what the plan is and 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 how it's going to roll out and what what we're doing moving forward um and i feel um i feel like we do a really good job of that in the gmsd um but then the evaluation is just as important you know it's not enough um to send out newsletters or to have trainings or to do these incredible things or dress up like mr rogers if you're not on the backside um taking stock in you know wh what were the outcomes of that of that project you know so and um, we not only collect those that collect that data, but we report it to the board in a monthly, in a little monthly um, section of our of our board magazine, um, so that and, and that helps us too. You know, it's sometimes you're you're working hard and you're doing all these things. It's it's good to know that they're they're paying off in the way that you thought they'd pay off. And so measurability is important. So how can you quantify that data and what specific growth measurements are you looking to put in place? Which is where communication technology can come in real, really, really handy. Um, and so let's talk about maybe communications technology. Uh, Mr. Manuel, do you want to tell them some of the products? We're going to leave some out. So I'm sorry, vendors, um, <laughs> if we leave your product out, but we use a lot of things here, all the things. So, you know, one of the challenges that we have in any district, regardless of your size, parents don't always need to know or know who they need to talk to, to to solve their problem. You know, usually it's, oh, my bus is late. I'm calling the superintendent. Uh, superintendent, you got to fix this late bus. I'm not the one who can always help you with your, your late bus. Um, so we want to make sure that you're getting in touch with the right people. So we do use Let's Talk, which is a, a great communication tool. Um, we have links on it. Every communication we send out talks about Let's Talk. We also use anonymous alerts too. Um, but Let's Talk for us if if you don't know the the gist of it, but it essentially funnels a communication to the right individuals um, uh, who need to answer those questions for, for the people in the community. So instead of losing days or, or hours where they're trying to get in touch with the right person, immediately that's, that communication is hitting that inbox of the person who can answer their question uh, best. But then on the backside too, there are metrics that it uses to, to rate their interactions with the individuals. How did they feel? Did they get their questions answered? Did they get their responses answered? Um, but we also have AI too. Um, that, that's, that's tied to that too. So um, we have a chat bot that has, has really grown. Uh, Marv, is it Marvin, is that the name of our chat bot? Uh, that's his name, sir. <laughs> so um, <laughs> we've really developed, because we have the frequency of questions um, that that allows, uh, that chat bot has, can now diagnose a lot of the questions that people need and, and answer them for people. Um, so that's a work in progress, too. And then we do have communication staff that if they are, are sometimes that Marvin will connect them right over to the a live person who uh, can then answer their question. 
Um, so that's one. Anonymous alerts is another product that we use if um, people have a concern or a question or if this is student staff, anyone in the community. This is a great way to get in touch with us, our student services department, law enforcement, if we have challenges. It could be to help students who are struggling with mental health issues. Um, and so it, it has been a great product. And I know personally that uh, anonymous alerts has saved lives in our district. Um, because of how quickly uh, we got uh, support people uh, in touch uh, with the people who needed them. Yeah, and we uh, we also use S'more. Um, and so we make that available to all of our teachers in the district. And I love that uh, because I can kind of look at what people are engaging with in the district, like from a, from a bird's eye view. So I can look at the school newsletter. So it's not enough in a training last year with principals to say, you're going to make newsletters. Um, you you want to read those newsletters and see like what's working and what's not working. And then in those one-on-ones, really talk to them about what's working and what's not working. Um, because just like you, they they want to get better too. And the analytics that that provides is, is, is pretty great. In Let's Talk, he is right. It's a great product. It's it's really expensive, but I think a wonderful product. It makes for amazing information. If you want, if you're looking to do analytics for a board magazine, they love to read that because it also collates what are the trending topics, what are parents reaching out to us about, where are the concerns this month? You know, um, is it about changing courses? Is it about instruction this month? Is it about people outside of this area trying to get into our schools? We are really popular school district. You know, I think noticing the trends um, can also help us, you know, if if a bunch of things start populating and there's one very specific issue, I will take that to Mr. Manuel. I'll be like, I just wanted you to know that, you know, 12 people across the district are all right now handling issue XYZ. Um, And so it's time to think about either maybe the issue itself, but then the communication response to the issue, because it's not long before that's going to be, you know, a board question or a superintendent question. So um, it's reciprocal. So that type of feedback from uh, those products then tells us, oh, we need to do a broader communication for everyone. So we may not have gotten those questions yet from some of the parents, but they are thinking them. So it really guides our, our big communication projects that we do. So I may do that in my video newsletter, or we may send it out at communication at the school level, uh, but we make sure that we're answering those questions for everyone. That's amazing. Thank you all for for sharing that. And we will share those links uh, in the show notes uh, for this. So I want to follow up by asking, you know, Kate, not everybody is as lucky as you are to work for a superintendent who totally gets it in terms of communications. And he he got it from the get-go. Like you started with a superintendent who understands all of this. Let's talk a little bit about any advice you might have for districts where the communications person is not as lucky as you are? How can somebody approach that superintendent to help him or her understand the importance of communications? They're not going to have what you guys have in Germantown right away, but how can you help others to get on board and maybe start taking steps towards where you are? I think the best thing that I could tell other superintendents, and so this is what the communications people could tell the superintendents. One of the challenges that we always face is we're working for multiple individuals. So it depends on your district, but you are working for a school board um, and you're you're worried about keeping your job and you're worrying about doing a good job in their eyes and the evaluation for that. So what do you want them focusing on? One of the challenges that we always have with school boards as superintendents is the fact that 
there's always that gray line of they they want to start getting into more operations and they want to start focusing, you know, on things that that really aren't their realm. It's really the realm of the superintendent. Communications is one where we're keeping them focusing on the right things. So is my school board talking about a late bus with us? Yeah, of course, they get people who complain to them about a late bus or struggles that we're having. But is it bigger for them to talk to us about, hey, how has our communication grown? Uh, we talk with my board more about our theme for the year, our communications that we're doing for the year. That becomes a really good focus for them um, because they are the, those stakeholders. And so it keeps it keeps us focused on the right the right things that they can really have an impact on. So that's the best thing for me is to say, hey, they they sing my praises because of what we do in the kickoff every single year, the communications we're sending out, the growth on social media, that becomes a, a big focus for them. And so for me, it helps me focus on what I need to do, which is the operational things as a superintendent and the board to focus on the things that, uh, and promotion is one of those key things uh, that a board should do. That is in the definition of what a school board member is. It is promotion that they do. So we're helping them focus on on their roles too. What would you say, Ms. Kerr? All right. So <laughs> I, my answer is, is more along the lines of, you know, it does have to start with that trust. And so this is going to sound silly, um, but really pick your battles. Like if you're not, <laughs> if you're not um, in that place with your superintendent, you know, Pick pick the times that you're going to have courageous conversations if you don't have that level of trust yet. I think you want to be a person that the superintendent comes to with a weird idea and you're going to be a yes person. So you want to be that office that your superintendent can come to. Um, they can say things free from judgment. You're really just going to like listen um, before you impart that PR wisdom, you know, so listen more than you talk. I think more than anything else, um, when you are given an assignment, and I feel like everybody in our job has that moment where it's like, you know, you feel like I have gotten this assignment and that is very exciting because it's clear that that trust is becoming more reciprocal. Make sure that you're producing results. And then kind of kind of like the RPI, it's not just results like, hey, that event went well. After that event, show some of the math, show the scientific side of it. You know, um, what were the outcomes? I don't think every superintendent learned about public relations in school. I mean, you, Mr. Manuel, he was a, a principal. So it's innate in some of them. And you're lucky, like Mr. Manuel, where they're just kind of born understanding how to um, how, how to interact with people in that way. Um, and, and why that's important, because he's been uh, the leader of a school prior to coming into this role. I think speak through results, not just words. You know, don't just tell a superintendent, well, this is the way it should be. Um, show them, you know, um, even if you model it out. So another suggestion that I would have, if you are looking to demonstrate this to your superintendent, um, I, I worked with a colleague um, somewhere else that will remain totally nameless. Um, and my suggestion was, um, and I, inspired by Mr. Manuel's empowerment for me going out and working one-on-ones with principals, um, pick a small project and do that process with them. So um, like a school level one, even, even if it's not district level, um, the principal is going to learn something out of it but then you're gonna have this information. And so you could model out, like if you're not being trusted um, to do big big strategic communications projects in your district just yet because your superintendent doesn't understand what that means or what that is quite yet, um, 
my advice is to show and not to tell. Um, and then of course, in, in showing, it's not just that was fun. Um, you need to show the outcomes. It was fun, but there were also all these outcomes. And I don't know if you agree with that or not, sir. Do, does that, does any of yeah, that? Yeah. Any no, of that... I, <laughs> no, I, I think that is. Um, and it goes back to how, how you grow and you keep taking steps uh, with what you're doing with your communications. So like we talked about, and we shared this at the Innsbruck conference, when I first started doing my welcome back and all the superintendents do this, that's a good way for communications, uh, whether you're a supervisor, specialist, whatever your title is, to start working with that superintendent. Because a lot of us, the superintendents across the country are doing, hey, welcome back. And we're so happy for this new year. And, and, and it's not a an event. Um, all of them have that, uh, all superintendents have that ability because they know their district, they know their stakeholders to really be that motivational speaker for them at the beginning of the year. So how can you move them from just a, a welcome back, you know, three minute speech to something that's more meaningful? And then with the communication specialist, how can they take that and then grow that into strategic communication all throughout the year? Well, let's take that event. And now you've got that theme and how can we push that um, and, and, and really tailor it to each of your stakeholder groups? Well, that is amazing. And with that, we'll leave the conversation right there. Superintendent Jason Manuel, Superintendent of Germantown Municipal School District in Tennessee, and Kate Crowder, she's the Communications Supervisor. Thank you both for your time today, and once again, congratulations on being an ENSPRA 2023 Communication Technology Award for Superintendent's winner. Thank you very much. And thank you for being a part of this engaging and enlightening conversation. Please take a moment to rate this podcast with five stars, and please take a moment to share this podcast with your colleagues and friends. This helps us make sure School PR Drive Time remains a relevant and helpful tool for school PR practitioners everywhere. Thanks to Rhodes Branding for their support of this episode of School PR Drive Time.